On this week's episode of Saturation, there's a lot to unpack between the AMAs and Emmys. In short, we are just absolutely elated to have award shows back in any capacity, and we are loving the adaptation of remote cast parties. We are shook over the Fast Times table read moments, Culture's new Instagram, Halsey flexing on all of us, and Kanye back on Twitter. Don't miss out. Welcome to this week's episode of Saturation. Kate and I were just talking our crap beforehand. <laughs> a little overwhelmed because we had two award shows last week. It, there's just a lot shows. happening right now. It seems. Yeah, and full disclosure before we even dive in, I have not had time to watch either award show. I know, I know. Worst host ever, but that's why I'm excited to hear all the tea from Kate. You know, yeah. I, ca- I stayed caught up on social media, but, um, Kate is definitely the expert on this topic because he's our award show guru and he does not miss it. My favorite season is award season. And it's really weird because all of these were supposed, well, not the Emmys, but like the ACM were supposed to take place last year. Like all the award shows are mixed up. Um, the Billboard Music Award nominations came out today. Post Malone is leading with 16 nominations. Dua Lipa and Harry Styles got snubbed. Uh, They're pretty standard nominations. But the thing is, is that award show was supposed to be last April. So basically everybody that was nominated at the Grammys is nominated at the Billboard Music Awards. And so it's very confusing because like it's October. We've moved on to new music. We're not talking about Lil Nas X anymore. We're not talking about Lizzo anymore. But we're about to have another award show it's, it's just weird. So award shows are weird right now. That's my thing. And now I don't have to talk about the Billboard Music Awards later because I just mentioned it. Um, so yeah, let's dive in. I'm, I'm excited. Last week, we're going to start with last Wednesday, um, the ACMs happened. And um, I, in full disclosure, I thought it was a really good award show. Um, and I don't know why I just said in full disclosure, cause I don't know what I'm about to disclose, but we're just about to dive in straight into the ACMs. I'm pulling up for anyone that is unaware. I do story recaps after every award show, 24 hours afterwards on my Instagram stories. They become a very popular thing. People really like them. And, um, so, and there, I saved them as a highlight on my Instagram. So if you want to go back and look as we're um, reading through this and talking about these award shows, it might be helpful because there's pictures. So you can put a picture with um, the audio. So the interesting thing about the ACMs is they've never before been in Nashville. They've always been in Las Vegas or Texas, mainly Las Vegas. This is the first time in history that they were in Nashville. Um, Obviously, I think because of COVID, but It Mm -hmm. just made sense also because Academy of Country Music Awards. Um, Again, they happen on September the 16th. And um, I really liked how they did it. So the show was originally supposed to take place in the spring again. So it's like things are off. The the award season schedule is off. Um, They had over 24 performances on this award show. And all the performances took place at three iconic locations in Nashville. The Ryman Auditorium, the Bluebird Cafe, and the Grand Ole Opry. So if you've ever been in Nashville, you know that those are 
highly, highly, highly um, iconic places as far as country music is concerned. And it was very cool to see them um, broadcast from those places. The award part, so if you won an award, it seemed to be in person. Like, it seemed like you went on stage right then and there and got your award. But I'm sure a lot of the performances were pre-taped. It was kind of, it's kind of hard to tell these days, like what's actually in person and what's pre-taped. But I know there was like a mixture of And both. I like get mad at myself when I can't figure it out. Yeah, me too. It's like a hard puzzle that you're trying to put together. Yeah. Um, they had around 6.6 million viewers for this 2020 show of the ACMs. Um, and that's a 33% drop from last year's numbers. Just some context in case you guys are interested. Um, they did have a red carpet-ish. Basically, it was just presenters and performers standing in front of a backdrop, getting a few photos taken. You had Dan and Shay, you had Maren Morris, you had Kane Brown, Luke Bryan, Thomas Rhett, Lauren Elena, Jimmy Allen, Hillary Scott, Riley Green, Old Dominion, Eric Church, Lily Aldridge, Mickey Gutton, Taylor Swift. Some of the best dressed, in my opinion, were Morgan Whalen, Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert, and Florida Georgia Line. Mm -hmm. Again, it seemed very like, okay, stand here and take a picture versus like a red carpet where you're being interviewed and whatnot. Um, but I, the host this year was none other than Keith Urban. You guys surely know who Keith Urban is. Country music superstar married to Nicole Kidman. It was his first time ever hosting an event, hosting an award show. And uh, he started the show by noting the things that we're dealing with in the world right now. He said, quote, two pandemics, COVID-19 and social injustice, far too many lives have been lost by both. Very interesting trend you're seeing in these award shows is um, they're really speaking out on these uh, social injustices and just issues plaguing our world right now. So, um, I mean, rightfully so, but it's very interesting hearing the different celebs talk about it in different ways. Agreed. Um, the show opened in a really cool way. They had all of the Entertainer of the Year nominees. So Thomas Rhett, Carrie Underwood, Luke Combs, Eric Church, and Luke Bryan. All in different locations performing like their hit. So it wasn't like they were singing their new music like Carrie Underwood sang Before He Cheats. Um, Luke Combs sang When It Rains It Pours. Luke Bryan sang Rain Is a Good Thing. Eric Church saying drink in my hand, Thomas Rhett saying it goes like this. So I think just a good way to get people pumped up and like, okay, yeah. like let's get up and let's be happy. Singing classics. Yeah. Um, video of the year went to Thomas Rhett for Remember You Young. Um, there were several great performances by a lot of different people. Luke Bryan saying One Margarita. Uh, New Male Artist of the Year went to Riley Green. He's actually from Arkansas, fun fact. Um, Florida Georgia Line saying I love my country in a very like patriotic performance. Um, Dane and Shay won duo of the year. Gabby Bryant saying uh, her hit I Hope, which is dominating right now. Um, Female Artist of the Year went to Maren Morris. She is coming off of just having a baby and she looked incredible and um she was, like, very nervous during her speech. It was kind of funny. I think it's weird because when they accepted, they're just talking to a room of nothing. Like, there's no one there. So, right. I think they felt like they could kind of say whatever. Like, Mary Morris was, like, literally, she was like, I have to pee so bad. Like, it's just. Yeah, it's you would like, never do that if you were. Yeah, it's just a funny, like, uh, just differences in a typical award show versus a pandemic award show. 
Uh, Miranda Lambert right. sang live from the Bluebird Cafe, and she sang her song Bluebird, which I love. And she's actually the most awarded ACM artist in history with 35 total ACMs. And she won an ACM that night for um, Music Event of the Year. So very cool. Single of the Year went to Blake Shelton for God's Country. Carrie Underwood, this is incredible. You guys should definitely YouTube this because I highly recommend it. Carrie Underwood did a tribute to great women of country um, of the Grand Ole Opry. So women in country that are members of the Grand Ole Opry. Um, and she sang Patsy Cline's Crazy, Loretta Lynn's You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man, um, Barbara Mandrell's I Was Country When Country Wasn't Cool, Reba McIntyre's The Night the Lights Went Off in Georgia, and Martina McBride's Broken Wing. It was just so good. Like, I just, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. Right. Um, Song of the Year was uh, One Man Band by Old Dominion. I'm really liking Old Dominion, I must say. Yeah, they, I love Old Dominion. They performed as well. Kelsey Ballerini did a kind of acoustic-y uh, version of Hole in the Bottle. Album of the Year and Male Artist of the Year went to Luke Combs. Um, Maren Morris did a kind of mellow rendition of To Hell and Back, a song from her deluxe, from the deluxe album of her Love recent album, Girl. Uh -huh, so good. Blake, this is really cool. So they showed like Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani in this like room full of green screen. It was like a complete green screen room. And they were like, we're coming to you live from LA because we couldn't travel and we're filming The Voice right now. Uh, but we wanted to perform our new song for you guys. And they literally snapped their fingers and the whole thing turned into the Bluebird Cafe. It was incredible and it looked identical to, like, because other people that night had already performed there, but it looked the exact same. It was very, very cool. Um, they have a new song out called Happy Anywhere and it was just, I like seeing them together. Of course, we have to talk about Taylor Swift. She was back on the country music stage performing Betty from her new album, Folklore. It was so good. It was so nice. To, it was just so comforting to see her back, like, in Nashville on a country music stage. She's won so many ACMs, but she hasn't been to the ACMs since 2015 and hasn't performed since 2013. So it was just very – I was very happy to see her back yeah. in action. Um, Kane Brown sang Worldwide Beautiful. One of the most performance – most beautiful performances of the night went to um, Mickey Gutton's performance of Are You Gonna Tell Her? And Keith Urban played the piano for her while she sang it. It was so, so, so beautiful. And um, she actually replied to my uh, story of her scene, like in my. Who is it? Um, Mickey Gutton. That's iconic. She's incredible and looked so beautiful. And the song was just really moving. And um, it just, I don't know. She just knocked it out of the park. This is the first time in ACM's history that there was a tie for Entertainer of the Year. So that's the biggest award of the night, the last award of the night. It normally goes to one single person. And this year it went to two people, a tie. You had a tie between Carrie Underwood and Thomas Rhett. Um, Carrie Underwood is the first women to win Entertainer of the Year three times, and, um, 
when she Thomas Rhett got it first, and then she came out after to do her acceptance speech, and she just started it out and said, 2020, man. And I think <laughs> a lot of people just really related that, related to that. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about the ACMs. Again, I thought it was really well done considering, I mean, for anyone to take on an award show in the middle of a pandemic, I think is really just brilliant. Um, so round of applause to them and congratulations to all of the winners. Any questions before we move on to the next? I think that was a great recap. I feel like I don't even need to watch anymore. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's worth the watch again, 24 performances. So there were, I can fast forward because it's recorded. So I'm like, might as yeah. well. But like the speeches honestly weren't that great. Again, I think it just had to do with there being no audience, but um it was it was really well done and let's move on to the Emmys. Yeah. It was a total mind twist to have these two award shows in the span of five days. Like I was having a really hard time with it because they're two totally different. You've got country music and then you've got television and movies. And the Emmys is like one of the most prestigious awards that someone can win, which as is the ACM for a country artist. But it was just two totally different like shows in, in such a short amount of time together. So um, I'm going to give you a little bit of info kind of about the Emmys before the Emmy, before I go into like what actually happened. Um, 34.3% of the nominees this year were African-American as opposed to last year, there were 19.8%. So they're diversifying, which is really good and exciting to see. Um, 26 nominations went um, were for HBO's Watchmen, so they were the most nominated show of the night. Um, Maya Rudolph was the first actress uh, in Emmy history to be nominated in the same category twice. Best comedy guest actress for her work on one, The Good Place, and two, SNL. And she won. I don't. I think she won for SNL. I'm not 100%, but she had a good chance. I mean, she had, I mean, she was nominated twice in the same category. That's incredible. Um, again, we've talked about this on past episodes, but Reese Witherspoon was snubbed in all categories, even though she had three um, television shows up for, or I guess two television shows and one limited series up for nominations. Um, before the award show, producers sent out a note to everyone encouraging them to get creative with their outfit outfits, um, which was just, I mean, I mean, you love to see it, right? Um, and like one of the, like a, this is a direct quote from the note, come as you are, but make an effort, which um, celebs absolutely did. It was telecast from the Staples Center. Um, last year, the Emmys had no hosts. This year, the Emmys had no audience, and Jimmy Kimmel hosted. Um, it was the Staples Center is obviously a huge venue, and no one was there but Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, however, it was done from the Staples Center because of the large amount of cable feeds coming in and out. The Emmys sent out over 140 cameras to over 140 different locations for celebrities or and or nominees to um, be able to zoom in to the award show. So it was very, very fascinating seeing that, seeing inside celebrities' homes. Um, a bit about the red carpet. There wasn't really a red carpet. Um, there right. were several like pre-shows, like the like E. They had their red carpet show, 
ABC had a red carpet show before, um, but but it wasn't re- there was no carpet. They basically just had the host talking to a TV screen of a celebrity that zoomed in to do a little interview. I imagine some of that was maybe pre-recorded as well. Um, so I don't know. I was wondering if you were going to see that trend a lot on line of like the pictures of like the TV screen with the celebrity and the carpet underneath, but you didn't. So that just kind of goes to show you it could, the red carpet wasn't even that noteworthy. In fact, most news sources are saying there wasn't a red carpet. So I did watch uh, Ease, but I have two questions for you yes. related to this. Yes. So first off, if you were nominated for an Emmy, would you have done like the funny pajama sit on the couch route or the pop out and take pictures on the carpet route? Um, I don't know. I don't like, it's really interesting because this year for the Emmys, there were several people that came in person to present. So all the presenters were in person. So you had like Jennifer Aniston, Zendaya, Maya, Maya Rudolph, or not Maya Rudolph. Uh, I don't, I'll look at my list in a second. But you had a lot of presenters that came. So I feel like if you were going to present, you would go all out like you normally would because, right. you, you know. But, but let's not presenting. Uh, I think that I would have probably dressed up still. If I was nominated for a freaking Emmy. Now, I understand some of these people have been nominated like 1,200 times, but if it's my first time being nominated for an Emmy, I'm getting somebody to make me some custom something and I'm wearing it and I want it to really pop and show up well. I agree. I think even if it was my 100th time being nominated for an Emmy, it's like a part of me like thought it was funny when I saw some people doing like the pajama thing, but then I was like, you know what? Yeah. We've been wearing pajamas for six months. It's the Emmys. Like let's dress up. It's literally, you know, the I mean? freaking Emmys. Um, and, and so my other oh, question yes, yes. is like, I saw the video you posted of Zendaya, um, winning an award. Yeah. And like, she was handed the Emmy. So did yeah. she like already know? And then no, surprised or what no 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 okay let's carry on to into this conversation so a couple of things that i just want to read off just like a little fyi's need to know for all you people i already mentioned that the red carpet was really weird there wasn't really red carpet um uh i'm looking i've already said some of this so i'm making sure that i read you everything um Oh, there were 6.1 million viewers this year compared to 6.9 last year. Um, So just make sure that you guys know that there was a significant drop. Um, I want to quickly just, again, go to my story, look at my recap right now of the Emmys because you can see what these celebrities did. But I want to kind of walk you through, Grace, some of the celebrities that... um, like did things from home and then I'll get into the whole your question about that. So Regina King, totally glamorous, like has on this fabulous dress. Same with Tracy Ellis Ross. She even has a red carpet out at her home. Um, Jamil Jamil was wearing kind of like some pajamas. Carrie Washington had two different looks. Her, um, she performed the In Memoriam slash Tribute. She dressed up for good reason. You had Mark Ruffalo, Sarah Paulson, Holland Taylor, just several different like fun looks. It's really hard to describe, but like everybody kind of did their own thing. There were some pets involved, some dog situations. Billy Porter looked great. 
Um, Paul Mescal looked great. Hugh Jackman was with Friends. Um, the cast of Schitt's Creek. This is interesting. So the cast of Schitt's Creek and the cast of Little Fires Everywhere, they had, like, parties. So... And honestly, Grace, this is my personal opinion, but this that is the way to go, and that's how it should have been done, and I'm, I'm hoping that other award shows will kind of take note. It was sure. such a good feed. It was such good production. They had a mic. Everybody was, like, social distance at tables, wearing masks. When you went up, you took off your mask. It was incredible. I, I had the same concept almost as them sitting at a table, you know? Right. It's just they're all in different locations. So, for example, Schitt's Creek was, was in Canada. That's where their show filmed. And I have to imagine that Pop TV, the network that the show was on, paid for the whole thing as Hulu paid for the whole Little Fires Everywhere party. So, Reese right. and Carrie were together. Like, I don't know. It was because they, they, they dressed up. It was really cool to see. They were able to be together and really celebrate. I understand, like, some of these shows where you have people in London and L.A. and New York. But, like, if you can coordinate and get most of the cast in one place, I thought it was a really good way to do the show. And so, for example, Schitt's Creek had a little carpet that they walked. And you had individual photos of each of them, which was kind of nice. You know, it wasn't... It was cool. And then afterwards, there were press interviews and... I don't know. Those parties were the way to do it as long as you can do it safe and follow all the guidelines and get tested and, and make sure it's safe for everyone to be there. But I, I thought it was a really good way to do it. So to answer your question about the suits, because I yep. know um, that's very important. The And I'm looking at my story. Where the heck is made a story for this. Why is it not in here? Maybe it's down here. One second. Oh my gosh. I think I left it out. Wait. I'm going to be so sad if this isn't in here. I'm just realizing, you guys. I'm so sorry. I made a whole thing. Oh my gosh. Billy Porter looked so good. He looked so good. I'm so sad that I left this out of my recap. I'm just now realizing. I had a picture of them in their hazmat suits. I've got to get to the bottom of this. One second. Oh. I cannot believe I freaking left this out of my recap. I'm pissed. <laughs> okay. So there were hazmat trophy pre trophy presenters. The Emmy sent out over 140 Um different cameras, like I mentioned, and an Emmy volunteer in a hazmat suit, which di was dispatched to every single location. So if you were nominated for an Emmy, there would be someone in a hazmat suit outside of your house. No, that's not it. I'm adding it to my thing right now, to my story okay. late. Um, and so what they did was they had someone outside of your house with the Emmy. And if you won, they came inside and gave you the Emmy. And if you didn't win, they just left. So like there's the video that kind of went viral that um, Rami Youssef posted. He was a nominee and it's a video of the man with the Emmy outside his house in the hazmat suit waving. And he captioned it and said, when you lose the Emmy and he walks away. <laughs> so it's literally like at your house and then it's just not. So really, really funny. Um, so, yeah, so I don't think they really, I really don't think people knew. I, I, I think they wanted people to tune I in. Want to I want to believe that just because I don't know how they could have had as much participation had people known that they were or were not winning. Because, you know, I feel like if you knew you were winning, only the winners would show up. 
Right. I don't know. But... And I feel like you would get, like, inauthentic vibes from the acceptance speeches, similarly to the VMAs, where we believe that they did know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. No. I agree. I totally... I thought it was... It was very genuine and seemed very real. Um, Like, for example, one of the... uh, uh, hazmat trophy people um that was us that one of them was on drew barrymore's talk show yesterday and he was like yeah i was assigned at hugh jackman's so he literally just was at hugh jackman's until hugh's time came hugh didn't win he left and took the award i just put it on my story and i'm so sorry i left it out of the recap um anyways I think that's all that I have to say about kind of like pre-show type things. Um, I want to kind of get into the award show now. Again, Jimmy Kimmel hosted, I'm going to be honest, not my favorite host. Uh, he's very adaptable and he did a very good job. I'm surprised. Wait, what'd you say? I don't like Jimmy Kimmel as a person. I, I'm just not a huge fan. Um, but <laughs> Me being so blunt and you being so polite. Yeah, I don't know how like, that's the nicest I can say it, but he, um, obviously this was like a huge thing to take on and I'm like round of applause for him for being able to do it and doing it so well. I mean, so much could have gone wrong. And I think there was like one technical difficulty out of the whole thing. Um, this whole show like was relying on Wi-Fi. truly pretty impressive that they only had one minor hiccup. Yeah. I saw someone describe the show as, Building the plane while flying it. (laughs) So, I mean, true. So, um, it was really interesting because the show started out like a normal award show. And there were all these people in the crowd. And basically, you pretty quickly realized that it was all audience footage from years past. And, but it was really funny and like really trippy. And then he like opened it up to show the whole empty Staples Center, which was crazy. He did have a small audience of, ca- of cardboard cutouts, which is really funny. And there was this whole bit with Jason Bateman. He was like in the crowd of cardboard cutouts pretending to be a cardboard cutout. It was very funny. Um, they had like a whole Zoom room with like a thousand or I guess 140 little screens of all these celebrities. And they were all kind of behind Jimmy, which was really cool. Um, again, some of the presenters, Jennifer Aniston, Zendaya, Sterling K. Brown, Oprah Winfrey, Randall Park. A lot of the presenters were actually frontline workers. So you had doctors and nurses and pediatricians and mailmen and UPS drivers. So I thought that was a cool way to like pay homage to what's been going on in our country. Cynthia Revo was a presenter. David Letterman presented and he presented in the same suit that he had worn at the Emmys in, um, I believe it was 1986. Isn't that kind of crazy? He wore the same uh, tux. Good for him. Anthony Anderson presented. There was a lot of COVID tests given. Um, uh, Jason Sadukas actually got one live on air, which is kind of funny. Um, there was a mini friend reunion. So Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow, and Courtney Cox all came on the screen, and it was really funny. And Jennifer Aniston and Jimmy Kimmel have a really good relationship. 
uh, Jimmy Kimmel's wife and Jennifer Aniston are like best friends. So them interacting together is always really fun. It was cool seeing them whenever Jennifer came to present the award as well as whenever she was up on the screen with her friend's friends. Um, it's also really funny because like I don't know if like they were just working so hard as far as like transportation wise because one minute Jennifer Aniston's there in person presenting and the next minute she's like at her house which I'm sure she lives close I just don't know timing wise how that all worked out but it was really cool so maybe the presenters were filmed if the presenting happened ahead of time maybe and I'm then the home so. shots yeah I'm thinking so one funny thing when Jennifer Anderson came to present they did this whole little bit where Jimmy was like okay Time here, I'm going to hand you the envelope, but he like sprayed it down with sanitizer, lit it on fire, and then extinguished it and gave it to Jennifer Anderson to read. Well, in the middle of her like reading off the award, it catches back on fire. No. Yeah, and so she had to get out the thing and spray it, spray the trash can again. It was really crazy. Um, her performed Nothing Compares to You and did an in memoriam. Um, several obviously big names were included in that. Naya Rivera, Chadwick Boseman. There were some notable people left out. Um, for example, no, um, Kobe Bryant. There were a couple other names, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't happen to notice at the time, but I saw that online afterwards. Um, again, Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington came to us, um, and did a little bit with Jimmy live from their party and it was funny they were all dressed in like new year's eve attire and he was like what are y'all doing and he was like we're all just ready for the year to be over so it's new year's eve and they like did the whole countdown and then blew the whistles and all the confetti dropped it was a really cute cute uh yeah bit um okay i'm gonna go through some of the winners but i want to break it down to you guys in the three kind of sections that are the emmys first we have the comedy categories then we have the movie slash um, limited, what's it called? Limited series. And then we have television. Okay. So to talk about categories, as far as comedy is concerned, the only thing you need to know about the comedy category is Shit's Creek. Have you seen it, Grace? Okay. I watched one episode and then stopped, so the Emmys basically told me that I need to research. You guys, <laughs> if you have not seen Shit's Creek, it is kind of hard to get into, but it's so well done. It has such an incredible story. The sixth season just premiered this year on television, and it's coming to um, it's coming to Netflix on October fourteenth. And this show is like such a labor of love. It has something for every single viewer. They're like thirty minute episodes, so they're pretty quick. Um, I know that I was attracted to it and yeah. like the episode just didn't loop me in and then no. I just never went back to it. It's but hard to get it has into. such amazing things to say. So I know I'll like it if I just like stick yeah. through it a yeah. little bit longer. It is honestly so iconic. You guys have got to check it out. And let me tell you why. So at the Emmys, there was a literal Shit's Creek sweep. Also, anytime they said, said Shit's Creek, the logo had to come up on the screen because, like, they didn't want people to think they were cussing. It's very funny. Um, and they're not even allowed to say the name of the show on morning television. Just a little side note. So, Shit's Creek, which was created by Dan Levy and his father, Eugene Levy, they won so many 
things. So I want I want you to keep in mind the last season just aired. The only other time they've won an Emmy was last year in 2019. They won for Outstanding Comedy Series. So there's been six seasons of this show, and prior to this Emmys, they've only won one Emmy. Okay. What and the it, heck? And, and it was during the fifth season, not during the first, second, like traditionally you see with television and movies. Right. Um, they had 15 nominations overall, and they won nine out of 15 nominations. Um, this is the first time ever a comedy series has won all four of the acting categories in the comedy series. And the last time Eugene won an Emmy was the year Dan, his son, was born. Okay. And they broke the record for most wins in a single season for a comedy. Here are the first six awards of the night. Schitt's Creek won. They won... Lead actress, Catherine O'Hara won that. She's the mom on Home Alone for anyone that might be needing to make the connection. Mm-hmm. Lead actor, Eugene Levy. Supporting actress, Dan, the actor, Dan Levy. Supporting actress, Annie Murphy. Comedy writer, Dan Levy. Comedy directing, Andrew Cividino Kiv- and Dan Levy. Contemporary costumes and casting. It was incredible the energy was crazy they just kept winning and winning and winning and winning it was absolutely so iconic and i cannot say enough nice things about this show and the history that was made i mean kind of i'm kind of like you grace if that doesn't give you an indication to go watch it i don't know what does 100 percent. um so i just I was so on cloud nine. They were so happy. And again, I think it made such a difference that they were together in person. You know what I mean? Like that was just so special to see. Did little fires everywhere win anything? No. Dang. I know. I know. So I'll go into the limited series now, the limited series slash movie category. Watchmen swept. They won Outstanding Limited Series. Regina King won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series or Movie. Um, They won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series. They won Outstanding Writing in a Limited Series or Movies. And the winners, Damon and Cord, that were the writers on Watchmen. The um, Cord, or Damon, I don't... Wait. Cord thanked his therapist. It was incredible. I was living for it. You guys know I'm such an advocate for mental health. And he was like, mental health in this country should be free. And I want to thank my therapist for everything. It was incredible. I was like, wow. Um, Mark Ruffalo won lead actor in a limited series or movie for his film, I Know This Much Is True. RuPaul's Drag Race won outstanding contemporary or outstanding competition program. Um, Uzo Adaba, Aduba one outstanding actress in a limited series or movie for her role in Miss America. When she won, it was so cute. She yelled out, Mom, I won! Because I guess she was with her mom. It was so sweet. Um, Uzo and Regina King both wore um, Breonna Taylor shirts. It's just important to note that little fashion trend. Tyler Perry won the Governor's Award. And if you're curious, the Governor's Award is for an individual company, organization, or project for outstanding achievement in the arts and sciences or management of television, which is either of a cumulative nature or so extraordinary and universal in nature as well to go beyond the scope of Emmy Awards presented in the categories and areas of the competition. 
John Oliver won Outstanding Variety Talk Show for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Um, now moving to um, Drama Series. Succession won for Outstanding Drama Series. They also won for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series the second year in a row and Outstanding directly Directing for a Drama Series. Jeremy Strong won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for his role in Succession. Billy Crudup won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for The Morning Show. I was very happy to see that. Julia Garner won Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series for Ozark. And last but not least, Zendaya won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series for Euphoria. At 24 years old, Zendaya is now the youngest person to win the Emmy in this category. And she was the youngest winner of the night. It was truly incredible. She was really awesome. She looked amazing. She changed outfits from her presenter outfit to a custom look. Um, I think it was Giorgio Armani. She's a fashion icon. She's an icon. Like I like the fact that she was on Shake It Up and then did a show like Euphoria. Right. And is the youngest Emmy winner is incredible. It was such a good night, you guys. And again, kudos to them for pulling this off. It was definitely the biggest virtual event thus far in 2020. And I felt so lucky to get to watch it. I also think you know, it goes without saying, shout out to the, all the people working behind the scenes and the production because it could not have been done if it wasn't for that. And I'm just so lit about the Shit's Creek sweep. I cannot get over it. Yeah. I definitely need to revisit. You need to revisit. And honestly, just watch them at the Emmys. Like, it will make you want to watch it, I think, because the energy is so contagious. Like, it was just like again and again and again and again. And Sarah, like, at what point in like the seasons you started loving it? Um, like, was it season one? You have to watch season one to know the story and the characters. But I want to say I like. I just need to know, like, am I going to be pushing through season one or am I going to be hooked in season one? No, I don't think you're going to be hooked in season one. Fudge! See, I don't have patience like this. I know, but season one goes really quick. I think it has less episodes, maybe. Yeah, and 30, like, I love 30-minute episodes, which is why I really want to like it. Listen. I I know I will like it. I just have to get there. It has so many iconic moments, so many iconic quotes. My favorite quote from the show is, Alexis asks her mom, Moira, what her favorite season is. They're talking about, like, weather-wise, and she says, Award season. My favorite season is award season. You've probably seen it online. It's incredible. You've got to watch it and check out Schitt's Creek. Congratulations to them. The city of Toronto turned everything gold last night in their honor for all their wins. And there's talk about a Schitt's Creek movie, which is very exciting. And the thing that I want to say about Schitt's Creek, and I hope it's going to change some conversations and trends in Hollywood, is that show is a prime example of why you don't need to be canceling television shows after one or two seasons. They didn't start winning or getting any notice until season five, and they made history in season six, their final season. And now now people want more. I do love that takeaway and that, you know, realization. You can't count television shows out just because... They're not getting the views and, and the like ratings. A good, like, reminder for life. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, he's going to blow up after the first season or. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think 
obviously what what saved them is um it got put on netflix i mean that that makes a difference for a lot of people but it was just all around a really really incredible night and i wanted to mention there was every winner i didn't put this on my recap so this is like behind the scenes every show that won an emmy during the emmys donated $100,000 to No Kid Hungry, and at the end of the night, they had raised $2.8 million. So think about how much money Schitt's Creek had to pay. At least a million dollars. Yeah. Because they won so many awards. Like, if they paid $100,000 or donated for every award they won. It was incredible. The whole night was, I thought, really well done. It made me miss award season, but also what I will say is you noticed this very interesting change in how celebrities were like interacting and and just like the at-home setting seemed to allow the presenters to be a lot more franker like more candid and more thoughtfully politically engaged um Mm -hmm. than they otherwise might be when speaking to a large room of people you know what I mean it just changes the dynamic of things and I would have loved to have seen Zendaya win in person but other than that I thought it was really iconic and that's um the recap on those two award shows for you guys very well done Kate you totally killed that 47 minutes later (laughs) (laughs) so sorry should we do some save on Instagram really quick yeah I'll, or actually you start because you always have more. Okay. Yeah. You guys know I have so freaking many. Um, Ashley Tisdale is pregnant. That's all I'm going to say. She's pregnant. She's expecting. We're really excited. I'm going to be quite honest. I don't know the name of her baby daddy and, um. No one does. It's fine. <laughs> but he, but, th- but they're married. I, I do know that. Um, oh, his name is C.M. Finch. That's his Instagram name. So congratulations to her. Okay, and the theme of babies, Jax and Brittany from Vanderpump Rules are having a baby. So that was awesome. Very exciting. Congratulations to them. I know people are excited about that. For that, but go off. I need to talk about one of the most upsetting. Well, no, it can't be. There's been a lot of upsetting things in 2020. But one of the most upsetting things of recently to a lot of people is Jerry from Cheer. We talked about him last week, but since the episode aired, Jerry has been arrested. The 21-year-old is behind bars facing child pornography charges. He was arrested and charged in a Chicago federal court um, with producing child pornography. He's accused of contacting two underage boys on social medias and repeatedly asking them to produce and send sexually explicit videos of photographs of themselves. Jerry is currently 21. This happened when Jerry was 19. And when the two um, boys who are accusing him, they were 13 years old. Sickening. Um, He is, of course, denied all these allegations. I'm sure by now he's out on some type of bond or bail. Um, And um, the, like, least minimum sentence for this is 15 years. And the most he could get is 30. So... Wow, 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 wow. It has really escalated since we talked about it last week. Obviously, Netflix has released a statement. Several of uh, Monica, the head coach of the cheer team, has released a statement. She's on Dancing with the Stars right now, and I think a lot of people were curious, like, what's going to happen with that? Like, is she going to say anything? She has not done that yet, and I don't think she will. I don't think it's the place. Um, 
There was a USA Today launched a whole investigation after this, and this is quite sickening. They found in their investigation that 180 victims affiliated with the sport who have been charged with crimes for sex crimes relating to sexual misconduct involving minors. Okay. So they did an investigation and 180 people that are affiliated with cheerleading have some type of criminal um, sexual misconduct charge. 140 adults out of the 180 um, includes coaches and choreographers with criminal histories and 74 of those are registered sex offenders. It's very crazy and it's very scary in the world of cheerleading, I, I have to imagine. And I know a lot of people are really shocked about this, but that just goes to show you that somebody can portray one character on television and be totally different outside. So, um, Okay, my next item, I have been saving on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, oh. everywhere. Mm. This Fast Times at Ridgemont High table. Oh. The amount of iconic, like, clips that came from that. I'm not even going to get into all of it. I'm just going to talk about Brad and Jen. Mm-hmm. And the chemistry. Did you see the clip where he is like, hey, Aniston? And she goes, hey, Pitt. Yeah, and then she says, how you doing, baby? So yeah. good. Dude, I, they, I'm just so glad that they gave us what we wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they could have been, like, so, quote, professional and acted like each other weren't there. Matthew McConaughey was my mood the entire time. Oh, my gosh. He could not stop, like, smirking and giggling. Right? This is a huge deal, honestly and truly. I know. Like... The chemistry is still there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And for anyone that's confused, so Sean Penn, he organized the whole thing, and I'm assuming he was in the original... Fast, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was mm-hmm. a 1982 movie. Um, but, I mean, Grace, so many names. You had Brad Pitt, Jennifer Anderson, Julia Roberts, Morgan Freeman was the narrator. Mm-hmm. Again, Matthew McConaughey. John Legend, Jimmy Kimmel. Shia LaBeouf from his car, and he was high as a kite. <laughs> he really was. He was high as a kite. It was so funny. I saw a clip of Shia LaBeouf during it on TikTok, yeah. and... Someone goes, everyone else was merely reading off, off a script. Shia was acting. <laughs> like, he was fully like, I never said that. Like, it was crazy. Like, the whole thing, you can find it on YouTube, and I haven't watched the whole thing, but it was, like, also it's kind of confusing if you watch because Brad Pitt's character, his name is Brad. So when Jen is talking to Brad, she's calling him Brad, and it's even more of, like, a mind. Yeah. She was like, she said something like, Brad, you're so sexy or something like that. Like reading the script. Yeah. And so you could just see like Julia Roberts and Matthew McConaughey when she said it. It was so cute. I love that they were, like you're saying, like they were blushing. They were dying at the whole thing too. Like, can you believe they were married and then we got this type of content? Like, yeah. How did that happen? Exactly. I, I have no earthly idea. Um, like, I'm sorry, but I just need to talk about this. This may be a little X-rated, but one of the scenes in the in the movie that they're like reading is Jennifer Anderson's character walking in on Brad Pitt's character doing some things to himself while looking at a picture of Jennifer Anderson's character. Shut up. 
I missed that. I, I, I have to watch the whole thing. I've only seen clips. I didn't watch that part, but I read about it. And I just cannot believe that what that, that was a thing. Wow. There were, wow. There were over 50,000 people that tuned in and all the proceeds went to COVID relief. So worth which it. Which is incredible. Can I read some of the really funny things that people were saying online? Yes. Okay. There was one that was really funny. Um, like, I, I just, hold on. There's one that was really funny. Okay, okay. I could write 10,000 words on this video. Jennifer Aniston is playing it so effing cool, but Brad Pitt is clearly embarrassed. I love my divorced parents. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Another one said, it's just that dot, 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 the honey held so much power and confidence alongside authentic warmth, you know? I am meant to be editing something, but... Let me just dash out a thousand words on that Brad slash Jen interaction because I can't stop thinking about it. Like the the fact that she just said, how you doing a honey, just the honey, like people were flipping she is so effortless. out of And you know that this, like there was no like thought put into it. It was just like yeah. second nature, like how she would normally act. Yeah. The last one that I want to read, cause I related to this a lot. Someone tweeted and said, I wasn't even old enough to care about Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston when they were together. Why is this making me scream? <laughs> That was me. Yeah. I, I totally I totally thought that. Great one, Grace. Um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are having a boy. She accidentally let it slip on a Instagram story. She said she was talking about her because she's on bed rest. So she was talking about it. And she was like, she said, he, blah, 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 blah. And then she like put her mouth on her face real quick. She obviously didn't have to post it because it wasn't like a live thing. But I guess she was like, well, might as well tell him this way. Like, I don't, it's my third kid. I don't care, you know. Right. Um, okay, my next one is a Halsey posted um, a video of these Spotify plaques that each represent a million streams. And she filled the plaques with like hot Cheetos and M&Ms. And she's like, and they still owe me another one. So good. And she's drinking a glass of wine. It was just, that is the Halsey that I live for. So good. And so, 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 so good. So good. Um, my next one, I really should probably know more about this, but I don't. Um, Lori Laughlin has been sentenced to prison. Mm-hmm. She is going in November. I believe it's November the 12th. Um, she's going to be missing on November 19th. She's going to be missing Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, her husband is going away at the same time as her. She is going to the same prison that Dance Mom star Abby Lee Miller served her time. Um, Mm -hmm. but people are very upset, um, because, like, there's, like, yoga offered, there's origami classes offered, um, there's parenting classes offered. Like, this is a very plush prison. I can't, like, I don't even know what to say. Except that it is the closest prison to her home. So I think that's how she was able to go there. Like, mm-hmm. but still. That's the United States prison system for you. Yeah, so November 19th. You can't blame the system, baby. 
Lori's eating turkey behind bars. Yeah. Which is which is sad for her children. I don't mean to joke about that, but yeah. Okay. Um, the last one that I deem important enough to share. Last night, Cardi B posted a video of her lip syncing to WAP. That was good. And it was just like everything I've ever mm-hmm. needed. It was just her. amazing. It was just amazing. Um, on the note of Cardi B, we should probably mention that Cardi made culture and Instagram. Oh, really? I didn't know that. What? I thought you sent it to me. Well, I sent you the picture of, oh, oh, I didn't even read the caption. <laughs> <laughs> she made culture and Instagram. I don't follow it, but. Oh, my God. There's a video of culture <laughs> with the bald-headed filter on Snapchat. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I can't see right Cardi B news, she and Offset are still getting a divorce. She did an Instagram live and said it has nothing to do with cheating. He's not having a baby with someone else. She's just quite literally so tired of him. (laughs) 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 And they're not getting along. He didn't cheat on me. I'm just tired of him. (laughs) So he's out. He's totally out. (laughs) Um, A couple of just last things that I'll just quickly mention. Um, The Kygo music video for... um, I don't even know the song. It was going to be my song of the week if we did song of the oh, week this year. You sent me this, and I haven't watched it Hot yet. stuff. It has Chase Stokes and Madeline Klein, the stars of Outer Banks, who are dating in real life. Madeline Klein is quite literally one of the sexiest people I've ever seen. Uh, it was a beautiful music video. You guys should check it out, especially if you like Outer Banks. Um, Ellen started season 18 yesterday, Monday the oh, 21st. God. And she acknowledged everything that's been going on, and it was very... In a really cringy way. It was just like somebody wrote this for me. I read it. I didn't know what was going on. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Literally, like she could care less. I think. Um, yeah. But they've made necessary changes, and so worth billions of dollars. I guess I wouldn't either. But it, it was just a bad look, in my opinion. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. And you know, she has she had some good points as far as the fact that like she's one woman. Like she can't know. Like I don't know. I just, I can't even get into it because honestly, I'm over it all. That, that's an episode for another day. Yeah. Um, lastly, oh, two more things. Um, Kanye West is uh, continuing his Twitter ranting and he is really trying to buy back his masters. He actually put on Twitter, he tweeted 44 different one page documents and it equaled up to be his whole contract with Sony. And he's asking lawyers to help him. And what's really freaking funny is that he wants his masters back. You know who else wants their masters back? Taylor Swift. And he tweeted and was like, I'll, I'll help Taylor Swift get her um, masters back. I'm like, I, I have no words except for no thank you. Your TikToks have been sending me. Like, back the F up. He literally said... Um, I can't even find the tweet. I don't know, but the, the gist of it. Can you tell that I'm just like over it today? It was like it was like I'll help I'll help Taylor get her master's back. Scooter Ron is a close family friend or something. I call total BS. I don't need any Kanye interaction with Taylor Swift. We don't need Scooter Ron. We simply no. <laughs> simply, canceled. it's a no from me. Um, also, right after the, that series of tweets, he posts a video of a Grammy and a Tola and him quite literally taking a piss on it. Um, disrespectful, 
no other way to put it. Just, if I were the Grammy organization, I'd be like, okay, consider yourself done. Like, I just, I feel so bad for Kim because I'm like, at this point. I know. I do too. I do too. It's just gotten, it's been out of hand, but now it's just like, there's just a way to handle things and peeing on your Grammy is not one because people work for those their whole lives and don't ever get one. And you're going to throw yours in your toilet of your Calabasas mansion and take a piss on it. Like, yeah. And he's running for president. Um, okay. Well, on that note, I'm done. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We're sorry we went a little bit over, but two award shows in a week give us a little grace on this one. We're trying. Um, we'll catch you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a rating and a review. Tell your family and friends to listen. We love you. Bye, guys. Bye.